what's wrong? I don't care if your team is down 50 points. You tell that coach and you tell that quarterback you want the ball. Score, score, score. Thielen, what's up with you? 12.7 points. I'm used to you getting 40 points a week. What'd you do to me? You can't do that. You are a disgrace to your team. You're contrary to MLB baseball. John Brown, oh my gosh, 4.5 points. You're killing me. You're killing me. Tell that Joe Flacco guy that get with it or get out. Oh, Sanders, 10.7. I can't believe it. Come on. And carry on Johnson, 7.4. You should make Todd Gurley look like a girly man. Good grief. Get with it, boys. Come on. Feel better? Uh, yeah, I guess. Come on. We got a show to do. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew. Well, G2, can can you kind of relate? You, you ever had a bad... Oh, yeah. You ever had a bad week? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm four and five, so I've had five bad weeks. Yeah, but you're a good <laughs> four and five. You're like I a suppose. stud four and five. But yeah, I, I completely know what, I know what you mean. I've had those weeks. I mean, I got... I mean, the commish, Thomas beat me two weeks ago. I think it was like 170, 160. I was... You know, you, this may sound odd, but I was okay with that because... I played well, except for two of my receivers that didn't show up well. But uh, the t- you know, 160 points, I'm not going to cry about that. But last week, scoring 100 points, it's like, oh, I just, I was ready to quit. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I'm ready to quit. Right. I just, I don't want to do fantasy football anymore. Very frustrating. I'm, yeah. I mean, I had a rough week last week, too, a game that I potentially could have won. Um, yeah, it was close. It was close. And I've had games looking back this season where it's like this guy was supposed to put up big numbers for me, and he didn't. And we're going to talk about that in the Week 9 recap. By the way, this is episode number 8, Ooh. and uh, really excited about And by the way, I screwed up last week. I kept calling last week episode 8 because we're a week behind. We started this a week after Week 1. So I'm sure all our critics wrote about that. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Uh, and, and by the way, we just love all our listeners. Hey, by the way, I want to, I want to read some numbers to you. 19, 19, 16, 25, 25, 19, 17. Sounds like a guy I want on my team. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, you think that. Uh, that's the number of plays. Oh, so we need to get the plays up now. Again, this is this is really almost like a private podcast. But hey, we had twenty five plays two weeks in a row. Wow. Week one, we had, so we dropped to seventeen. So get the word out, boys. Let's go, guys. Let's go. Let's go. And by the way, get those reviews out in iTunes. I just think that'd be really uh, cool for someone to say, "Hey, we love that G 2 uh, that G2 and his weekly recaps and all that other stuff. I don't care if you say that G1 is an idiot, but just some review. <laughs> iTunes. So, Please. oh, speaking of numbers, I think it's time for the Week 9 recap. Week 9, give us a couple of gems and a 
that sort of interesting type game, and then a couple of big duds. But first, the feel-good story of the week. Dylan, congrats on getting that very first win. Sorry, JB. But your mom's hot yoga class was bound to win sometime. Dylan's boys won 142-126. to By the way, Dylan would have beaten four other teams last week. Good job, buddy. Everybody was pulling for you. Except for JB. In week 9's nailbiter Acme Pack just got by East Dakota Community College 159 to 153. Chris is now the team to beat as he's firmly entrenched in the top spot of the league at 7 and 2. East Dakota dropped to 4 and 5. Need to Breeze Hard Knocks is now riding a two-game winning streak after beating Team Miller 133 to 113. James White, you're a stud. At least Thomas thinks you are. But so is Kareem Hunt, who picked up an easy 33 points for Anthony's team, but no one else cracked 20 for Anthony's squad. Those two duds we were talking about? In the first one, Team Ball yawned his way through his victory over Mr. Wright, 163-85. Don't look now, but Landon is 5-4, and, and so is Mr. Wright. But one is going up, the other is going down. Do you know which one? Finally, Team Stump does what Team Stump does. He just racks up points. MLB was looking up the entire day as he lost to Jacobs, 169-101. When Thielen scores just 13 points, you know it will probably be a bad day. Team Stump and MLB are both 6-3. One team is going up, the other is going down. Do you know which one? Didn't we just ask that question? So the races are getting tighter going into week number 10. Chris leads the pack at 7-2. and two. Stump and MLB are next at 6-3. and Three, three teams are 5-4. and four. Don't count out that sneaky Drew at 4-5. and five. So you're saying Team Ball yawned? <laughs> he yawned? <laughs> who, who, who writes that copy? Uh, some idiot, I guess. Some idiot, uh, or that would be the moron. I bet I want to. I want to see a fight break out. Joe Ryan, do you like that? He yawned his way. I bet Landon was working on adjustments, <laughs> uh, insurance stuff. Uh, so yes. anyway, yeah. Hey, Joe Ryan, I know how you feel. Um, scoring eighty some on points. I was right with you there. Hey, we've got uh, two questions: game of the week and upsets. And by the way, we usually during this little segment. We have the Dylan watch. No longer. No longer. And we did call that last week, by the way. We did call it, didn't we? That's outstanding. I'll let you take the uh, the game of the week on this one. Oh, boy. We talked about that ahead of time. So game of the week. Here's my opinion. You've got a 6-3 and three team and a 5-4 and four team. They're not my game of the week because the six and three team is going downhill. The five and four team is going up. To me, that's not exciting. <laughs> so you got you got a five and four team and a four and five team, and the four and five team has already beat the five and four team by less than po- less than less than five points. And so if, if if the four and five team wins, they're both five and five. And so who are we talking about? Team Ball and East Dakota Community College. I know you don't like to talk about yourself, but to me, that's the game of the week, and it's sizing up to maybe be a tight one. Uh, I agree, and I think if Team Ball wins this game, it really sets them up for a chance at the playoffs. I agree. If East Dakota Community College wins, they are technically not out of the playoffs. I would have liked to see Greg Olson. Now, I know Landon would not have liked this, but I'd like <laughs> to see Greg Olson maybe because you had him in that flex position. I'd like to see him maybe he had about 13 points. Uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Uh, it was a really great matchup and didn't happen. 
And uh, funny enough, Landon sent me a text uh, a day or two ago. He sent a screenshot of me winning eight to nothing right now, and he said, "And all of a sudden, panic set in." <laughs> so I cracked up at that. And again, Landon, just so you know, I am a fan of yours. I've watched what you have done this year. I think you've been one of the best players out there. Now, we expect Stump to win. We expect Acme Pack, the the stud of the league. We expect those guys, but I really do think Land has been one of the – He's completely to me, agree. If, he, if we had an MVP of the league – uh, my pick would be we, probably Landon. Definitely kind of a, a comeback uh, manager of the year. Yeah, I'm really impressed. And the upset of the week. Now, I'm going to go ahead and call the upset. I'm saying there will not be an upset, but you're saying... I'm saying Dylan gets win number two here against Team Stump. Oh, my goodness. Now, now Interestingly enough, if you look at the projections, Stump is actually already projected to lose against Dylan and... Uh, unfortunately for Stump, he has AJ Green out this week because he's injured, and he has. Uh, wow, I love it when I just forget names. Well, let's, um, let's uh, go DeAndre ahead. Hopkins on his bench. He's got him. Is up. is uh is out is uh bye he has bye week, week this week. Bye so week. his two top wide receivers are out. And let me add that because Leonard Fournette is healthy this week and he's going to be playing. TJ Yeldon's projection on ESPN is very low, and because of that. Stump is not playing Yeldon either, who's been a consistent source of points for him since the beginning of the season. So three big things there kind of tilt the the uh, the winning needle to, to Dylan on this one, in my opinion. I would like to add a little balance there. I, who did I play last week? Uh, Stump. And how many points did he <laughs> A lot, when a you lot. thought that he wasn't going to. And the projections going into the game may have been in the, I think at one time, or in the 120s, and then all of a sudden, this dude Whoop. just explodes. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you know what I think of that 111, as we're looking at right now on a Friday night, heading into the weekend. But, you know, that I that's, that's an interesting call. So that'd be cool if, if Dylan... Can pick up win number two. So, and by me, the way, don't let me down, Dylan. Dylan's not does not have a bad, bad team. Not even close. I would agree. Can so, we, oh, go ahead. Just I'm, to say, I'd say we give props to him for he's made a lot of movement he uh, has. this year, probably more than anyone else. Trying to do whatever he can to get some wins. I even see a former player on there <laughs> that yep. I uh, used again. When I say former, that means he was on my team but he's got golden tape we'll see how he does uh, in a different uniform New team go philadelphia gonna be odd seeing him in that in that in fact i'm looking forward to just seeing how he does so let's move on to another segment i've got it's called waiver wire pickups wow, wow. <laughs> i like that that's acapella <laughs> so what do we mean waiver pickups so every team not every team we thought there might be every team we were thinking that every team has had one incredible, this amazing pickup, and that hasn't been the case, has it? Definitely not. Has not been the case. So as we went through every team trying to identify a wow pickup off the waiver wire. For this year. That hasn't been the case. We we did pick up five. We, we selected five people. Now, you all can write in, if you want, write in, send postcards to blah, 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 uh, 65248. 
So if you want to write in and disagree, uh, that's why they would have been 20 years ago, G2. But it's not 20 years ago. <laughs> so moving on, here are the five that we picked, and uh, we both had a hand into this. So player number one, these are in no particular order. So Team Stump, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. That's a long name. Very interesting name. Did his mom name him all those names? <laughs> those family names or those passed down from the ages. So why and he's with Green Bay. Yeah, he's been a little bit of a product of of availability. Availability. Uh, and uh I think I said that right. But uh you what I'm what I'm get, what I'm getting at is opportunity. Opportunity. That's the word. Wow. Uh English former English major here. Um just because there have been a lot of injuries to the Packers wide receiver core, and he's a rookie guy. What are you going to say? Yes. Yes. And he has a good... He has a very, very good quarterback. Yes. <laughs> Number helps. 12. Yes. Um, and he's he's a big guy, and he's put up like four straight games of double-digit points, and that's even with or without some, some key receivers in the lineup. So even... Uh, not being the number one go-to guy, he's he's getting looks from uh, from Aaron Rodgers, and yeah, he's definitely definitely belongs on that list. And I would add to that, this is probably a receiver who is only going to get better. Agreed. He's only going to get better. So in terms of when did Stump pick him up, it was early in the se- September sixth. Uh, he was a free agent. I mean, so he was a free agent. He wasn't. He didn't go through the waiver process. Right. I mean, he just picked him up. Right. So again, early on, but good call because I did not start seeing his name mentioned until about two weeks ago. So uh, I think Stump knew something that maybe some of us did yep. not know. Props to you, Stump. But isn't by the way, isn't Stump a? Or am I thinking of Chris? No, you're it, wrong. Chris is the Green Bay fan. He's a Green Bay fan. So I thought, well, maybe he knows. Because you know how you tend to know your. I'm sure Chris wishes he had him. I'm sure he wishes he did. I'm sure Chris wishes he had a lot of different people. I can name a couple <laughs> too. Sorry, Chris. Uh, we love you, dude. Uh, number two on the list is oh, Team MLB. So by the way, we do agree that I am the the moron of the league. <laughs> I am the idiot of the league. However. So I need all the help I get. So I, I do sniff around that waiver wire uh, regularly as I have time. So one of the guys that I picked up early in the season was a guy named John. John Brown. John Brown. And he has done some pretty wonderful things. I've had some good weeks point-wise when I had my – so I started the season out 1-0, 1-1, and then I reeled off five wins in a row. And, hey, he was a part of that that success. Despite having a bad quarterback. Despite having Joe Flacco. <laughs> the flake, Flaky, wanna, Flaco. Flaco. So that has been a big, big pickup. Now, the last two weeks he's been kind of a dud, but is it because of him or has it been because of the quarterback? I'm going to blame the quarterback on this one. I would love to see John Brown in a Saints uniform. I'd mm. even be okay with him being wide receiver number three uh, where uh, Gin, Gin is, Who, is, He's actually injured right now. He is injured, right. but I'm just saying when, oh, in when, that, when yeah. Gin is a— uh, healthy, he's at wide receiver number three. Right. I would love to see John Brown be that number three, and he, I think he'd be up to those big points again. So yeah, that's been a big pickup for me. And then the other pickup for me has been 
Uh, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that guy has been a beast. I think the first week, actually, the first week I had him, I didn't play him. I right. didn't have the guts. But I think he picked up, uh, I want to say, almost 30 points. And then the following week, I did play him, and he he reeled off another. In fact, I'm clicking on it right now. He reeled off. He reeled off. Actually, the week I did play him, it was, yeah, 29 points. So the week I picked him up, he scored 31.9 because I just didn't know. I didn't have the expertise to know that this guy was going to be good. And then the week I did play him, he had 28.9. Then he went on the bye mm-hmm. week this past week. So, yeah, that we'll see. I know he has to be healthy, right? He has to be healthy. But if he's healthy, we can see, gosh, he's going to be putting up a lot of points and and I know his ownership on ESPN leagues jumped huge. Like I'm sure he's owning like ninety plus percent of leagues at this point. Uh, currently, he is owned by eighty six point four, which close. actually surprises me because Nick Chubb on my team is at ninety three. So, and by the way, this percent starting is fifty eight percent compared to Nick Chubb's eighty two. Very interesting. Now I do know this week uh, he had that cue, that questionable. That cue is now gone. We'll see what that looks like uh, in the morning on Saturday. Again, we record these on Friday night. We have two more players to go, and now we talked about the MVP. One of my my MVP for the league this year, uh, Team Ball. He picked up who with the running back from uh, Denver. I got Philip. Oh, Philip Lindsay. You're the one. You called this one G2. Yeah, I saw that and was like, yeah, immediately thought of of Lindsay. I'm pretty sure Landon picked him up after week one. And I know, I think Landon lost his first week, and he was already on the bottom of the waiver wire list, or that is at the top of it, I guess, because he came into the season close to close to last place. And so he had first dibs on a, on a free agent pick, and he took Lindsay. Um, after he had a pretty solid first game, and and Lindsey is in the top twenty in running backs. He's he's been uh, kind of a huge surprise because people thought Royce Freeman was going to be the number one guy there, and and lo and behold, it's Lindsey. And, and I, my dad, he's white, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got some uh, great numbers. Like I said, he's he's I, he does have just one week at twenty, but it's it's been double digit every double digits every week except for week number three. So, I mean, 18, 12, 2, 16, 11, 13, 17, 20, and then 10. Uh, the bye week is, that bye week is this week, right? So he's, yeah. Right. He's, Might call him Christian McCaffrey-esque a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's solid. He, he's absolutely solid. And um, so, yeah, good, 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 good pickup. And then finally, and this pick makes me sick because <laughs> he was on my he was on my watch list and what 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 do you do when you have someone on your watch list you're supposed to you're supposed to watch them <laughs> yeah you're supposed to watch them but you picked up boyd and boy did you ever pick up a good yeah, one yeah tyler boyd has been pretty huge he's ranked 14 and that is after already having had his bye week <sighs> And uh, yeah. yeah, he's been huge for me. He's our, he's my best wide receiver on the year, and uh, just to say, he's uh, gosh, he's put up multiple hundred hundred yard receiving games. He has uh, six touchdowns. His numbers are actually aren't that far off from AJ Green's. So yeah, he's he's been a great pickup for me. Well, 
when I say that, that usually means it's time for the dish with the commish. But I guess, is it been canceled? Not canceled. No. It's, well, you, it's, it's still going. It's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Well, where's Thomas this week? Well, Th- Thomas is under the weather. Uh, by the way, I did talk to Thomas earlier, and Thomas said I got food poisoning. <laughs> and uh, and then what did you what did you say? Oh, uh, it's not what I said. He said <laughs> I got. He Thomas said I got food poisoning, and then I thought, okay, that's an okay. And then he there was a pause, and he came back and said, well, I don't know what to do with it yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so anyway, Thomas is under the weather uh, this week, and we've got some uh, we've got we got a pinch hitter, right? Yeah. So uh, here we go. The well, what do we call it? Uh, here it is. Hey guys, this is the assistant commish, or is it the assistant to the commish? Hmm. Today. I'm going to share with you this week's top pick while enjoying one of my favorite snacks. I'm feasting on a fresh cucumber and cracked pepper triscuits. And now, on to today's top tip. When you have two quarterbacks on your team, assume you're going to start the wrong one and lose out on 20 points and lose your entire week. That way, when it happens, you won't be writhing on the office floor of your new therapist. What's what's the deal with the hip hop music? Um, I told you Vivaldi. <laughs> I'm not the one who chose it. <laughs> Way to go! You, you make it sound like it's my fault. What do you think the commission is going to say about that? Well, it it we did it is spring, <laughs> Vivaldi, and and gosh, well anyway, not hip hop. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, let's <laughs> moving on. Uh, rural changes. You, usually, well, it, it's not as it's not as exciting to talk about rural changes since the commish is under the weather. But you, so you are the assistant commish, or the assistant to the commish. I I, I really don't know. There. Well, I, I I was doing some deep thinking this week. Uh, I've got I've got three wide receivers on bye week. So Thielen is on a bye week. Emmanuel Sanders is on a bye week. I got John Brown on a bike. That that's my terrible receiver. timing. That's my core. So I have to go out looking who's a trade partner, who's a trade partner. So Anthony's been a good trade partner. We we had a real I thought a good trade. I think it's helped him more, although he's not just knocked it out of the ballpark either. So he is a trade partner, so I know how he works. So I needed I I really wanted someone who could score ten points as a wide receiver. I can't afford I'm not an idiot. I don't make these stupid trade requests like some of the ones I've gotten this past year. And I'm being blunt. Uh so <laughs> I need I need someone who can score ten points. I can afford that. So he, I thought he needed some wide receiver depth. So I did get Larry Fitzgerald and I even offered him back. I said, if you really want Fitz back, uh you you can have him back for next to nothing. I don't think I can just give him away. So I'm thinking, okay, I don't think anyone wants a six round traffic, right. but, but Anthony was, a, he was a cool with it. He said, I, that's okay. But then I got the thinking, again, this is a deep thought G2. I was thinking, what if we had the ability to tra- trade players temporarily, like loaning players, right? 
What a, t- t- talk to me. I think it's interesting, and so, it's uh, also interesting you bring it up because Thomas just asked me about this <gasps> this week. He did, and he was like, "What's your thoughts on this?" And so he, uh, he and does. He almost. I wonder if yeah. he likes me then. <laughs> and we were thinking. Uh, he mentioned how it's pretty similar to uh, anyone who watches soccer, uh, aka uh, foot uh, European football. I didn't uh, know it's that. pretty similar to a lot of teams will do that where they they loan players off for you know part of the season. It is probably like lower tier players, right? Uh, I don't know my soccer, so I'm honestly not privy to that information. But <laughs> you're not privy. Sounds... <laughs> Does that sound European? <laughs> sounds a like cloak and dagger. Um, but uh, I I definitely think that it's it's not a uh, like non ethical in any way. I mean, if if both teams are still getting something. In return. Uh, in return, even if it is temporary, then heck, I don't see why not. You just have to hope that two people wouldn't gang up on another. <laughs> I could almost see a couple of people. Hey, let's gang up on Chris. Let's do some balling <laughs> and, back in. and make sure that there's some trust there. That they actually there's do, some trust do there. Give the the player back. Hey, it, and by the way, and Thomas. By the way, we hope you get well. Uh, and by the way, it was G 2s uh, idea to do the hip hop on the Vivaldi. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> but we're not. We're not saying we should do I just throwing it out there. It sounded interesting. So it's time now for a segment we started last week called The Moron Files. I'm back, everyone. This is G1 of The Moron Files. As the Sebastian of ignorance in fantasy football, I'm here to share with you my personal journey toward excellence in America's crazy pastime, fantasy football. In this installment of The Moron Files, I want to talk about targets, the targets list, as presented by Fantasy Pros. This week, I discovered targets listing by position. For example, I selected tight ends and obviously unchecked those names already on rosters. What do you think I am, an idiot? Zach Ertz is the most targeted tight end in the league at 84 targets. That's an average of 10.5 per week. Kelsey is targeted at 8.8 per game. Ebron, hey, I know that guy. He's on my team. He's at 7.8% targets a week. Now, that's good intel because when I check who's available, the top name is Ricky Seals-Jones at 4.9 targets per week, not even half of Ertz's targets. But what I started looking for are the names with targets increasing each week. For instance, Nick Vanette or Vonette. I, I can't say these silly names. Anyway, Nick, old buddy, had eight targets last week for Seattle. Now, is that the new normal for him? I, I don't know. You don't know. Matthew Barry doesn't know. So, Chris, Jacob, you other studs out there, I know this stuff is old news for you, but for morons like me, these are great insights. The Targets List. Check it out as you comb through the waiver wire each week. And there you have it for this week's installment of The Moron Files is G1. That's me, by the way. As he, well, I continue my path on fantasy football literacy and excellence. So, Drew, do you ever use uh, do you ever use that tool, the the targets yourself? Yeah, uh, actually, I ha- I have looked at it briefly on Fantasy Pros, and then I've also uh, used it on ESPN. I've just looked at individual players on my team that sh- you know on their targets or on the free agent wire. You can look at 
the number of targets that they that they've had. So definitely definitely helps out. I mean, yeah, when you see the number of targets they're getting, but maybe their points don't show it, then maybe hey, that's an indication that you can pick this player up in anticipation of them actually, you know, getting something out of out of those targets at some point in time. You brought up something interesting. For example, Jermaine Kersey. I did not mention this in my segment. But Jermaine Kersey, he has, for example, in week six, 10 targets. In week seven, dropped down to two, but back up to 10. And by the way, anytime you're in double digits, that's kind of a big deal. Right. And then Jermaine Kersey again had nine. So he had 10, another 10, and a nine within a four-week time span. But the points aren't there to support right. it. And you mentioned, I, I thought this was interesting, Jermaine Kersey was your top receiver. He was, a embarrassingly year ago. so, he was my top receiver and he was finished like in the top 30. I think he was like 26, 27. So for you other <laughs> So for you other morons out there, this is a tool to maybe look at. Right. Of course, you said this is on the ESPN side. I wasn't aware of it. I'm looking at the Fantasy Pros and again, it's a tool to look at um you know, if you see an uptick, especially, if you, it's kind of like in, in buying stocks. I like buying equities, and one of the things I will look for is volume, an uptick in volume. And usually where there's an uptick in volume, either something is about to happen or there's something that you, the investor, doesn't know that maybe other people do. And I think it's the same way with, with these targets. So as they start going up, it's like, okay, what, something's happening here. And it could be a, a sign of something positive right. to, to come. Good so, thoughts. So moving on, man, we are, I mean, we're in the home stretch. Uh, week 10, uh, so this week and two more in the right. regular season. So what's what's the strategy uh, going forward? <laughs> when? <laughs> yeah. Beyond, beyond the obvious, you know... I think you're trying to scrub together as as many points as you can, you know, using that, although it gets thin, but using the waiver wire, of course, diligently and and looking for whatever you can do. Um, gosh, I mean, you know, at this point, it comes down to, you know, do you play this person? Do you play this or that person? And it's going to come down to the difference of you winning or losing. It's going to come down to the difference of you making the playoffs or not. So... You know, your the decisions you make start become a little more crucial. Um, that makes it harder. It, it does also makes it more competitive. Honestly, let me ask you right now. Put you on the spot right okay. now. Are you looking ahead to week twelve yet? Uh, I've looked at what players I have and like what matchups they're playing a little bit, and um, uh, and. F- do you think yeah. you think Landon is? You think Landon's got any trades up his sleeve to get through? I think it's possible because there there are still a couple of good teams like the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs are on bye in week twelve, and so I know a couple weeks ago I already looked at Travis Kelsey's bye week, and and I believe I already picked up. Yeah, I already picked up a tight end, Greg Olson, who's actually been playing for me now. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm not would not be surprised if I'm uh not the only person doing the same thing because those games are going to come down. You know, it's crucial to to have fill-ins for any of the bye weeks that are left. When is our trade deadline in our league? You know, I should know that, but I want to say that we actually might not have a de- trade deadline. Because that's, again, I'm, I'm if that's the case, I'm anxious to see if there are going to be any big trades uh, between now and the end of the season. 
Uh, Chris right now is in the driver's seat. I'll be curious to see what he does. I'll be curious to see if any of the bye weeks, and I'm not looking at his schedule. So, again, week 10, uh, 10 to 12 strategy. You know, you... Oh, I actually did find it. Uh, there is a trade deadline, so that's good to know. It's Wednesday, November 28th. So we do have a deadline. It's oh, coming up in got lots about of time. Three, two, three weeks. we got lots of time to strategize. Hey, moving on. Moving on, um, not a big news week except for except Des Bryant signs with the Saints. Hey, when when you found out that Des was coming back, did you click on him? I clicked. I clicked on him, and then it's like I really don't have room on my team to pick him up on any of my leagues. I really don't. I I, I did. I thought, what do I have to lose? <laughs> I, I, I'll t- I'll right. I, I need I need all the wide yeah. receiver depth. But Thomas ended up jumping getting, on it. He he jumped. uh he actually did the same in one of my our other leagues that we're in together. He he jumped on the same guy. And then what happened? And then it, so Des gets signed by the Saints. Des gets injured with the Saints. That's uh, a bummer. in practice possible torn Achilles. It's not uh, guaranteed, but it's not looking good for him. And then what do we learn about as the world turns in the Steel City? Yeah, Le'Veon Bell has been spotted in Pittsburgh. Uh, he played a pickup game of basketball. He said farewell to his to uh, I guess he was in Florida, I think. Yes. And um, sounds like from the from the GM that he thinks that he's going to be on the team by next by next week. That's still not. There's still a hint of not knowing for sure though. And this is even coming from you know, the top of the organization. So there's still some uh, murky water there as far as what's happening. Murky, that's a good word. Every week, I know a lot of you out there in podcast land, Vietnam Nation, some of you, many of you, maybe all listen to Matthew Berry. and One he of my favorites. His, he has his love-hate uh, in week X, so week 10, week 9, and so on. So I thought, hey, let's do the Drew love hate. But aren't those a little strong words? You've already said I can't use like, unlike, because <laughs> the NFL network. I mean, I can't help it that I think smartly <laughs> like they do. So we could say, what's the cool, not so cool? What's the impressive, not so impressive? So anyway, tell me about your love. Yeah, I got I got three loves and three hates here. And Go my for first it. love, not in any particular order. I really like Matt Breida this week. Yes. Why? And, Why? Uh, one of those reasons Talk is, to me, brother. <laughs> uh, we saw a very impressive performance from San Francisco's uh, third quarterback, Nick Mullins, and he put on a decent show and actually won by quite a bit against Oakland. And, you know, if that's any indication of what he can do moving forward, then they're a team that can actually put up points. And... Um, if that is the case, then I think Brita has a chance to actually get some carries because they won't be way behind in the game. And he doesn't have an injury de- designation for this week. I was going to say, so he, I think that kind of helps. He's like, everything usually hurts. He's like this one big walking owie. Right. And they're playing the New York Giants, whose defense has been really spotty this year. They're uh, ranked 23rd. Um, on on defense against I'll, running backs. I'll buy you a steak dinner at Emmett's if Burita gets 20 points or more. I will hold you to that. <laughs> um, and I'll be happy to pay Mo- that. <laughs> Moving on, uh, not because he's on my team, I promise, and not because Matthew Barry had him on his list, but 
I really liked Tyler Boyd this I week. I hate hearing that name. <laughs> and the reason being already because, yeah, he's he's done great this year. And he was but on also, my watch list. <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> uh, but also, he uh, has the opportunity for the next couple of weeks to play without A.J. Green, who got hurt in practice. Wow. And he already has a decent matchup. He's playing New Orleans, and who hasn't put up big oh wide receiver numbers goodness. against New Orleans, right? So, really like Tyler Boyd. I think he has a good shot of going way over his uh, 14.4 projection there. Even um, if that game ends up being 50-10, to 10, Cincinnati's still going to be passing on every <laughs> right, play, right? Right. They're going to have to do something to keep up who's your number th- Who's your number, number three? Number three, Leonard Fournette is making Ooh, the list. Ooh, Joe Ryan, did you hear that? He's finally coming back. He does not have an injury designation, so he's going to play. He's anticipated to to be the starting running back. And I'm I'm going out on a little bit of a limb here, and I'm going to say he just goes off this game. They've lost quite a few games in a row, and I think they're possibly wanting to go go run heavy here and give the ball to Fournette a lot, um, give him a chance to to do what he does best. I mean, he is a really good running back when he's last year when he was healthy. He hasn't been healthy this year at all, so we can't really look at this year. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Fournette on this one. Would you like some insights? Or not insights, you'd like to hear a little tidbit? That's, Please. It falls under the category that's kind of interesting. Uh, when I traded for Dalvin Cook earlier in the year, he was not my first person I chose. It was Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Fournette. And I thought I offered a pretty decent package for him. Now, I, at the time, I had no idea that he was going to be an injury issue. Right. And so um, I offered a couple of receivers. I actually offered up, pick two out of three, and uh, but Leonard Fournette was one of the people I uh, was on my radar. So I I hope he does well, especially since he's not playing against my team. <laughs> right. Good call. I hope that I hope that works out. Now now your hate list. Moving on to the hate list. So the first one to crack the list is uh, Mr. Gronk, and the reason I have him on the list is. First of all, he's had a lot of injury issues, and he has a questionable tag going into this weekend. Um, it's also going against the the number one defense against tight ends, so that kind of lowers his his potential there. But also, with the emergence of of Josh Gordon, I think we potentially are seeing a little bit less targets going Gronk's way and more towards Gordon. Good point. And I, mean, I think that could hurt Gronk's numbers. Oh, I like that call. Interesting. Moving on, my second guy, um, I'm going to go with David Johnson here. Ooh. And I'm a big David Johnson fan. I've, I've, I always really do like him. But they're playing Kansas City this weekend, which potentially could be a shootout kind of a game. But Arizona offense has struggled. And uh, with the way that Kansas City plays, I think they could get way ahead. And, yes, David Johnson is a pass-catching back. But I just anticipate the game script going a little bit against him in this game and not getting a chance to really – uh, get a chance to get going on the run game enough to really put up a lot of points. He's projected 17, He's so that, projected that's, 17. that's a bit pricey up there. Oh, wow. wonder what uh, Chris thinks of that. <laughs> well, he's going to win anyway, so... <laughs> that's right. He's a stud. He's, he's, he's doing very... Yeah. Interesting pick on David Johnson. Yeah, last one I have here is Jordan Reed, tied in for the, for the Redskins. And, uh, you know, you could probably have him on there every week. Almost. Unfortunately, so coming into this year, he was one of the potential guys to be, you know, in the top ten. He's in that discussion every year, although injuries are usually an issue. I would almost say top seven, maybe. Yeah, and but this year he actually has not dealt with m- many injury issues, and yet 
he does not have a lot to show for it. And in the last uh, five weeks or so, he has uh, hasn't even put up 50 receiving yards, and he's only had one double-digit uh, points game. So really unfortunate, even though uh, Alex Smith is, is the kind of quarterback that in the past he's thrown to a lot of tight ends. You know, he's thrown to Ta- Travis Kelsey. That was one of his main options in Kansas City. But we're just not seeing that over here with the Redskins. And we've even seen Vernon Davis, the other tight end for the Redskins, getting a lot more looks in the past couple weeks. He's actually put up some numbers, which really frustrating for any Jordan Reed owner. So that's why he's on my list for this week. Fascinating. I think that's a wrap. We are out of time, and I want to wish everyone good luck, except for Thomas <laughs> this week, and, and, and good luck in your game against Landon, whom we've been singing praises of. Praise no more. <laughs> and uh, again, I want to thank everyone for listening. We do get positive uh, feedback from uh, a few of you (laughs) (laughs) one maybe two but make sure please go out to itunes and give us a positive uh rating and share some love tell us how much you enjoy listening each week and how it just lifts up your whole weekend right (laughs) if you win hey that's episode eight it's in the books and we will see you next week Thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two G's, Mark and Drew.